Welcome to We Are The Plan podcast. We are a circle of women creating long-term health, strength, confidence, peace, power, and connection. I'm your host, Caroline Dunn, a personal trainer, nutrition coach, and yoga teacher, and a geek obsessed with learning how to live the biggest, fullest, most joyful life, and helping you to tap into the magic within and do the same. Together, let's explore deep health, all aspects of our health, fitness, and wellness, because it's time to stop putting our health in boxes, and it's time to care about the whole beautiful, messy you. So here you'll find expert interviews, meditations, breathing, and inspiration to move towards a happier and healthier you. Let's dive in. So welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while and I dare say as much as my life has moved on, yours has as well. Um, I'm really excited to be bringing you a new series of the podcast, um, slightly different formats and um, new things are afoot, which is very, very exciting. Um, so you may have noticed, first of all, that there is a change of name. Um, the podcast is now We Are The Plan. And that really affects really kind of my personal evolution as much as anything else. So when I first started my business, The Plan, it was the idea that life's better with The Plan. It's good to know what you're doing. And that really much shows how... There was some external focus there. There was a focus on process and therefore kind of success, achievement, consistency, etc. And I've come to evolve in my coaching practice to a much more holistic, compassionate place where actually coaching is about the magic within you. Health, happiness, strength, confidence, comes from within as opposed to any external plan that we follow so the change of name of the podcast just reflects that and I hope really draws you into the circle of we are the plan together we are creating this journey you are creating your journey so really excited to have you along for the ride in that now the podcast has been away for maybe three four months And during that time, there's been some really big shifts for me. So if you followed my journey along or whether you are new to it, I was a teacher of chemistry for a decade in a secondary school in North Yorkshire in the UK. And I knew from probably a couple of years into that career that actually it wasn't going to be something that I was pursuing for the rest of my life. I didn't really fancy, it didn't really fit the natural progression of promotions through um, the different structures at school, you know, like head of department and then senior management. Just wasn't me casting around, what do I do with my life? What do I do with my life? And I come across strength, health, fitness and it completely changed my life but also my identity who I thought I was who I think I am it kind of bust open the doors spread everything wide open um, and that led me down the the path of creating my own business now I think in this ideal world I was like I'm going to create my business for a year or two and then it'll be great I'll be up and running I'll be able to do my own thing and the reality is whilst I was willing to put in those years of work juggling the two, a little thing called COVID hits. 
a little thing called trying to move house hit and the two of those combined just into this what felt like a, a big personal saga years of stress that meant I actually left teaching three years later than I'd planned you know rounded up to that full decade and um, but it means the last like three years have been really really intense running my full-time teaching job plus at that time it was about 10 to 15 hours worth of clients coaching clients on top of that uh come this summer I left all that behind I finally made the transition can I get a woohoo <laughs> Uh, yeah, that actually happened. And you know what? The hesitation that you can hear in my voice is that I'm still coming to terms with that. It is such a big change to have gone through mentally, physically, emotionally. There's been a lot that has come up as I've gone through this transition. So kind of when I knew I was leaving, it was pretty much to the last minute of trying to get a mortgage through and a sale of a house through so it was really quite late in the year and that meant I was hanging on hanging on there was this feeling of it just dragging out constantly so I only really had six-ish weeks to come to terms with the idea that this is actually the full stop I'd been anticipating the full stop for so so long but the reality of it being the full stop was actually only a few weeks and I remember a lot of people asking me questions like, oh, you must be so happy. And how do you feel? Are you really excited for this? And my answer was yes, but it was never quite a 100% yes, because it was just such a more complicated set of emotions than that. Imagine for me that you go into a job age 22, you pretty much work with the same people for that decade in the same place. And that was completely personal choice. And the reality was that place and those people kind of became home. Not only do you become used to everything mentally, the rhythm, the stresses, the people, also your body, your nervous system is shaped by it. So that place was home. So when I was saying goodbye, it wasn't just happiness. Bye, see ya. (laughs) It was grief. It was sadness. It was an uprooting. It was a sense of loss because yes, those people might remain in my life, but in no way will it be in the same capacity pretty much ever again. And so there was a sense of, yeah, grief, sadness. And then also, I think there was maybe a little bit of denial. (laughs) Like it didn't happen until it happens. And the end of year just went through the motions, you know, there's certain things that always happen at the end of the year, this end of term assemblies and the summer celebrations and all of these happened just as normal as normal so there was no kind of cue physically like mentally I could like yeah this is happening but physically it didn't feel any different particularly um it all just rolled out feeling fairly normal and I have to say it's taken perhaps well when did I leave So the term ended in July. So we had August, September, October. At the time of recording, we're now in November. So a full four months for it to start to really have sunken in. 
I think. And those glimmers came to me in small, small moments in the middle of the day when I'd be able to go for a walk and it would be daylight outside or I'd be able to get go get a cup of coffee or even something like small and ridiculous like being able to go to the toilet at the time that I want like when you're in school that just doesn't happen I worked in uh, science labs and you just couldn't leave the kids so those small personal freedoms only have really hit within the last month or so and I think I'm still in that transition I really don't think I'm out of the woods yet and I'll give you an example of how that's shown up for me so I said it's not just the way that your mind is shaped by these experiences that we have but my nervous system too so school life is very regimented there's bells and you have to be there by a certain time and you get up at a certain time and there's very much a rhythm to the day now we went on holiday in September and yes that was fabulous <laughs> it's the most boring holiday to talk about because we went nowhere we did nothing we lay in the sun and we relaxed and it truly was glorious and I feel very very grateful for that experience for my decorative teaching this whole transition I feel so much gratitude it really has shaped me as a person then when I came back from that holiday it felt like a bit of a combination of like a slam of a door in a face and also a slap around the face where we've just moved house big project garden hasn't been touched in 18 months big project looking forward to my business and wanting to move more online, big projects. And it just felt like these big projects slapped me around the face and went, come on. So there was this real reaction within me to that. There was this rearing, it's rearing of urgency within me. That's the only way I can describe it. There's a real pull forwards a sense of urgency, of drive, of I don't have enough time in the day and I have to pound, pound, pound at the to-do list and getting things done in order to be able to relax, to get where I want to be. And I felt really frustrated because, and upset as well, like I literally felt that that part of me that was feeling that urgency and that stress could drive me to death. It's that strong and automatic response within me and I was really frustrated and upset about it because over the summer when we just moved house and we were in the garden in the sunshine and I hadn't picked up as many clients I'd felt a relaxing of that a softening a space opening up and to be hit in the face with those urgencies I have to still acknowledge there's some gratitude in that because there's purpose there, there's privilege and I feel so grateful to have such a strong purpose in my life. Um, But the fact that it felt so urgent but destructive, like there was no space for me in that urgency in pursuing those projects. So I started trying to unpick this and with some outside help, it became apparent that when this holiday ended and I'd gone back into work and it's kind of like the last March till Christmas that's quite often how school years work 
I realized it was a bit deeper than that. This automatic response that was kind of overriding my the deeper kind of leanings towards softness, relaxation, playful creativity, all of that was getting trampled on, was coming from this decade in teaching, these subconscious patterns of work that I'd just integrated as part of my life. There's the stampede, the rolling of time through towards the bell through towards the end of the lesson there's always a place to get to because you have things to teach by certain days and times and then also with the way that terms are set up incredibly high intensity especially you know when I'm running my business on side of it during that term so you're marching 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 on to get to a holiday to get to like I might still be do, doing my clients, but not being in school. So you're always working to a deadline, high intensity until you get to that deadline and then you drop off the cliff. So that was part of it, I think. And then I am surprised, but really not surprised that it probably tracks a bit deeper than that. You know, um, looking back through childhood, I love school. It's probably why I ended up in school as a teacher. And it was probably the same rhythm there of, I like school, so I worked hard and I drove myself towards the tests that I had to achieve and only then would I be able to relax. Only perhaps then might I be praised for my hard work as well. So it really took an awakening, a moment of like the illusion shattering and me realising I was just replaying subconscious patterns. And that's hard. And I'm not bigging this up to some sort of huge trauma I'm just trauma I'm just saying it's hard and it's part of human experience to I don't know tread through that murkiness battle your way through that dark to and also it's not just dark is it it's bittersweet as I said the whole frame of this episode that I'm telling you about these changes is gratitude I'm so so lucky to be doing what I'm doing and be able to pursue what I want to pursue but there is, has, is, has been some inner work and some inner unpickings and therefore some facing of some hard stuff in that. So that then brings me to today, where we are with the new series of the podcast. We are the plan because when I reflect back on that journey of the decade in teaching the career change, the last few months when I've left teaching and stepped into coaching full-time, it really is a deep inner process that comes from within. Hence, life isn't better with a plan. We are the plan. We create it. We architect it in the here and now. And that's what we're going to focus on with this new series creating what we want in our health in our fitness in our connection in our peace in our inner confidence so you're gonna hear somewhat similar of a mix of episodes so there'll still be meditations there'll still be breath work because I think there's incredibly useful tools to explore who we are and to create our days and our lives but you're also going to hear hopefully more depth more experts in different 
tools, modalities. Um, we're going to chat with them and hear their stories. I want there to be a real humanness at this podcast as we go forwards. And as part of these interviews, I'm going to end up asking a set of questions towards the end. And as I was writing these, I was thinking, I can't wait to hear the answers that our guests come up with. But I also wonder whether whether it would be interesting, whether it would just be helpful to have answered those questions myself first. <laughs> so I'm going to take you through those five questions that you'll hear at the end of every uh, chat, every podcast interview, and tell you what my current answers are. And I dare say they'll change. (laughs) So I'll do an update of an episode, you know, in a few months or a year or whenever um, in order to refresh that because we don't stay the same person, do we? So the first question is, if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? And this question came from the fact that I think I'm very aware that I almost feel like a different person from who I was at 18 like a different person with a different life, completely different identity, purpose, and also like inner experience. So my piece of advice to my 18-year-old self, who was perfectionist, who was anxiety-driven, who had a very strong inner critic, is to say to that person, that the way that life is given to you isn't how you have to live it. What people describe as life isn't necessarily how you should live your life. Their expectations and whether that is where you live, how you dress, the life path, how you create your happiness their expectations around all of that does not have to be your reality. And I feel like I've really lived that and that's what therefore I would tell my 18-year-old self that look a little bit bigger and actually define happiness and success by your terms. Because back then, I was interested in getting a job and buying a house and getting married and having children. And those are all amazing things. And I would never say like, don't have those as goals if that's what you want. But for me, they were accepted as life goals without really questioning them. I feel like I was presented them on a plate by society. And was like, this is the path you go through school and then you go to university and then you get a job. And actually, I wish I'd stopped and looked around a little bit more. I wish I'd found that there was more ways to create my life rather than just accept what people were telling me I should do. So then second question is linked to that. So you get to create your life. Their expectations don't have to become your reality. And what has been the second one is what's the biggest tool, skill, practice or experience that has helped you change since then, since your 18-year-old self? And for me, it's actually, given that I wrote the question, it's actually quite hard to pick one thing because it's been a slow evolution. 
I've not had a dramatic, um, I've not had a dramatic transformation. Instead, it's been slow incremental steps in tools applied at different times, almost like progressing down a corridor full of doors and you only see the next door as the, the one before that opens. Still reflecting back, I'd say probably using strength training as a means of changing my self-identity was probably the first gateway, the first door. Not necessarily the most important one or the most life-changing one, but at the same time, it was the first one. So it was. None of the other things would have happened if I hadn't taken that first step. And the reason why I say that is so pivotal for me was before then I was stuck in the stories that on reflection, I don't even feel like we're my own. Like if I'm not small, I'm not worthy. If I'm not pleasing people, then I'm not lovable. All of these things that I feel like society sells us. When I walked into the gym and when I battled through the stupid high intensity reps of like learning how to do a pull-up, that redefined impossible for me. That redefined who I saw myself as a person. And from that, I feel like every other change externally, internally happened. So yeah, strength training. Third question is, what are some of your current favorite practices and habits for taking care of yourself? And this is is in all aspects of your health. So physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, spiritually, like everything. And these definitely change for me with seasons. There'll be some tools that we stay with for life and some that we take up and we put down as we need them. So one thing I'm really exploring at the moment and leaning into is the two are kind of linked. I guess one's an idea and one's a practice. Um, The first one is the idea, sorry, is creativity. And the practice that I'm exploring with that at the moment is writing. And I use the words writing rather than journaling because I literally just do just mean words on a page. So my practice is I get up straight out of bed no nothing, no drinks, no phone, Um, get straight to my desk and write. Stream of consciousness. And it's really not high and grand. Sometimes it is just a stream of mundane complaints. Sometimes it's a list of my favorite things. Sometimes it's remembering that it is really just a big eclectic mix of whatever is coming out of me um and I think that just unblocks us it pauses into the here and now it's a stream of consciousness so those morning pages are a practice that I'm really using to take care of myself at the moment uh number four is what makes you feel inspired or is lighting you up right now and it is it is definitely full eyes on my business full eyes on my business, the new projects in that. So I'm looking at creating an online membership. It is, I say, look at creating. I've created most of it. Um, And my goal with that is to reach more women. I really want to create a circle of deeply connected women, generating this powerful, forward-moving, caring energy to create long-term health. 
the excellent and internal changes that represent how we want to feel happy, healthy, strong, confident, free of all of the rubbish that goes on in our head when we're thinking about what to say and how to dress and what to eat and when we look in the mirror and we see our bodies and all of that self-talk if we were freed all from all of that and we journeyed towards who we want to be how would we show up in the world and what change could we create if we showed up as that person without the whole cacophony of inner criticism going on and that's my goal. This online membership, I want it to be the very best combination of group coaching, of live sessions, of weekly content, and this caring community where we're in connection every single day, every single week, sharing our journey, holding ourselves accountable for practices, and holding space for each other in a way that doesn't try to fix or rescue each other. Honouring that individual in their journey and letting them, supporting them in mapping out, yeah, their purpose, their version of health and happiness. So if you are interested in that, it's <laughs> starting in January and it's I've already got the page up on my website. You just head to the planbycaroline.com and it's in the membership page. So if you find online membership, it's going to be called The Circle. And I'm so excited to be creating that. Personally, I'm also inspired. So I'm trying to think of something outside of work. I don't want to just put my inspiration my identity into work I'm quite conscious of that as having taken over in the past as I've talked about um so I'd also say I'm pretty excited about exploring my creativity outside of work it's linked into the morning pages but I'd love to explore something bigger than that like writing or painting or so I will update you on that as it goes (laughs) if there's a some rubbish artwork to share on social media I will share it and you can be with me in that messy process literally messy <laughs> um and then the final question is what are you currently working on for yourself or what remains a challenge right now um and I think I've already talked about that in detail really it's this sense of inner urgency and coming into a relationship with that part of me so that I can understand it better like it certainly serves a purpose it is not that I want to push that part of me away I think it's helped me achieve what I have achieved I think it's helped me survive and be successful and stay safe so I don't think we should ever criticize those parts of us that have played really played and play really really important roles for us um but my challenge my thing to be working on is being in the here and now consciously consciously creating how I want to live my life moment by moment rather than letting that subconscious urgency or criticism go into some sort of automatic uh, play again so yeah that's my that's my challenge um so I hope that has really set the scene for where we've been together where we're headed and if you want to know more 
then you can, yeah, check out my website, but also hop onto my mailing list. I send out a weekly newsletter on a Sunday that has like an affirmation. It has a blog update, but it also shares just a little snippet. I don't write essays. (laughs) I know no one's got time to read those. Um, Yeah, I just share a little something that I'm thinking about that I'm using in my life or have experience with my clients for your week ahead they're simple they're down to earth they're actionable they're a question they're a challenge and I just share that every week with you um and if you sign up to my mailing list you'll also get my seven day getting started plan which is a glorious place to start because you've got me for seven days coaching you through with some videos and some journals and I've had such good feedback about that as a as a seven-day course a seven-day journey so yeah the plan by caroline.com mailing list or online membership is coming thank you so much for being here and I'm really excited to join you in this next set of episodes this next set of ideas and next bit of the journey and see you soon Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and rate the podcast and share this episode with a friend to grow our circle. Plus, stay in touch with me by subscribing to my mailing list where you'll get your free seven-day getting started plan as well as weekly thoughts, updates and chats. I love doing this with you and sharing the struggles, laughs and wins along the way. So thank you so much for being here. And until next time, remember, we are the plan.